When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back. We are our assembling our uh, Mount Rushmore of... We can't make it a Mount Rushmore. That's we have only to. four people. That's where the conversation no, will come in. It's, I just want a list. It's a Mount Rushmore of likable celebrities, likable actor. Let's go actors. Let's stick with actors. Okay, just men. And No, but we'll do... On no, international No, no, Day. I just mean... No, <laughs> no, no! That's not what I meant. I meant let's just do acting. So I want there to be a separate Mount Rushmore for men and a separate, even bigger, what a big, beautiful Mount Rushmore for women. All right. All right? Can I tell you who I have already? Okay. Um, on the actor side, mm-hmm. men, Keanu Reeves... Ted Danson, Henry Winkler, Tom Hanks, Jimmy Fallon. Who is getting knocked off? You know, and this is just like general likability. Oh, you see them. I got to put Colbert on there, even though these aren't real actors, but no, they're actors. I think it, that head to head, Jimmy beats Colbert in overall easy likability. He's sillier, his comedy has a little less bite. Okay, and we saw that that CBS Sunday Morning piece on him and his music affinity. Yeah, and, he's very um, creative. And how he he was asked by Mo Rocca, you're essentially you've been charged with liking everything. How do you respond? You know, sort of. Yeah, jokingly. how did he answer? I, I thought feel it was like actually I... quite. And it was a cool thing to hear. And he said, "I just know Jimmy Fallon was talking about his guest on the show, and he's always." goo goo gaga over them and just loving everything they say he said i just know how much work they've put in and so if it's a movie they probably spent four months on the movie and then they do a total of two months of some form of press for it and all this sort of blood sweat and tears and i just want to see people's celebrated do well okay and so he knows he is not where you're going to turn for a hard-handing interview and it's not where he Wants to turn and his wife Nancy, a former uh, producer, or maybe she's still a television producer. Still. But I, I feel like she worked on the Tonight Show at one point. But anyway, um, Mo Rocca said, "How long do you think you'll do this?" And she was like, "I just think it's like the gig of a lifetime." And so you just like, it's like the job you just never leave. And then he mm-hmm. jokes and like falls out of frame, like, "Oh my gosh, I can't fathom working that hard that much longer." Um, but anyway, it was uh, it was a cool little conversation. I appreciated his reasoning behind just always being happy with all of his guests. They also looked like they were in New York. I think they're in the Hamptons there. Okay, got it. Got yeah, it. when they were walking. Because I'm like, I thought he lived in California. No, they do the show in New York. That show happens at 30 Rock. Donna's having a light bulb moment right now. We're all here for it, and we support her through these things. I, I don't think I ever knew that, because Carson... 
was so in Carson started in New York. Then oh. he took his show to Burbank. Right. And then did it there. And that's where the the uh, the Tonight Show stayed throughout Jay Leno, even the brief Conan O'Brien tenure. It was all out there huh. um, in the Burbank area. And then, then Fallon moved it to New York. Colbert is at the Ed Sullivan Theater right there off Broadway where Letterman That I knew because I know where he show. lives. And then you've got James Corden who does the Late Late Show in uh, L.A. Got it. And then uh, Seth Meyers does it in New York. So that's out of the big four. That's three New York shows. I had no idea Fallon was in New York. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I've, I've never really watched his show, if I'm being honest. What's kind of cool is, oh, you would like it. He is so fun and silly. And, you know, we just had a little laughing fit uh, before we went to the last break. And there's not a gas leak in the building. Thank you for asking. Yeah, but we appreciate the concern. <laughs> um, he has such a good rapport with Steve, Mike, help me, his his right-hand man. Oh, um, I love that guy. Pizza, pizza. Eats a pizza. pizza Remember pizza. that bit, which was so funny. So funny. But his announcer is so stinking funny. Higgins. Steve Higgins. Yes, he is very funny. And their rapport back and forth is outstanding. I'm telling you, it's kind of tough to watch the Tonight Show. And I don't watch it a ton, but it's kind of tough to watch the Tonight Show without, without smiling. Whereas you'll watch the... And I think Stephen Colbert is very funny, too. But Colbert, you just know what you're getting. Colbert leans much... He's like Mr. Sarcasm more. Yes, he does sort of satire, sarcasm, all that kind of stuff. And he is heavy political. Very funny. But his, his content is political. So if you want that, you go to Colbert. If you want just sort of silly, observational stuff about big headlines at a breezy pace, it's Fallon. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Oh, I'm still the, the, taking. The I'm still Rushmore, taking him yeah. off the the Mount Rushmore. Who Fallon or Colbert? Both. I think we have. Could you? I'll leave him. I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. So we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of just likable celebrities. Um, Keanu Reeves having a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Winkler having a career. Right. Everybody Love just loves guy. Henry Winkler. Love. Um, and then the other guy that we said was Ted Danson. Love. Just seems so. Likeable. He's so sweet. And what's really, what I really love about him is how much he loves his wife. Yes. He goo goo gagas over her and he doesn't care who sees it or hears it. Yeah. Mary Steenburgen, who uh, we love her in our house because of uh, the role that she plays in Elf. Oh, yeah. With Will Ferrell. Oh, she yeah. is, she's opposite the late great. Um, I love him not too. Gene Bob Hackman. Newhart. No, not Bob Newhart's in it. But who plays her husband in Elf? Um, recently passed away within the last, uh, in 2022, he passed away. Mafia movies, yeah, tough yeah. guy, Jim, uh, James, uh, James Conn. James Conn. James Conn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, Gene Hackman didn't get to the story earlier. We're totally off topic. But Gene Hackman, 93, was spotted for the first time in a long time. He's He's been retired from the entertainment industry for 20 years. Hardly he ever seen. He looks great. He looks really good. Yeah. What I don't like, it's just so intrusive, these photos. Yeah, he's eating in like a car. spicy chicken in his car. And you know the photog has the long lens on. Yeah, it's like, stop being gross. Like, why don't people have a conscience? And then... Well, they they spotted him, you know, walking out of a gas station, throwing stuff out from his car. Working on his ranch. Which means they followed him back to his house. Correct. So he's eating a sandwich, stops at a gas station, gets a spicy chicken, and then they follow him back to his house where he's doing yard work. But he looked good. He's 93, hasn't been seen in a long time. So at the same time, while we say we don't like it because it feels stocky, it's also nice to see him 
up and at them and moving around. Because yeah. sometimes you don't hear from these folks, and then the next then thing you, you hear is that they they, yeah, they passed away for sure. Okay, I uh, we'll we'll like put this on the back burner for now. Our list, okay? Okay. We'll make a list. I wanted to tell you this story, and I don't have very much time to tell you, but we can continue it if we have to. I remember hearing that Christine Taylor and Ben Stiller were separating because I remember them putting out a joint statement. What I didn't know was that they were back together. Mm. I think I missed that headline. So she was on, I think she was on the Drew Barrymore show and she revealed that quarantining during the coronavirus pandemic helped her reconcile with her husband. Hmm. She said we had all, I mean, they were separated for three years. Wow. Oh my. Um, they had all this time to talk. And she said, you know, we were separated for three years. And because of coronavirus, there were no other distractions. It was a really special time. Hmm. And she they renewed their romance and she said it happened really organically and um it, it was they got to prioritize their marriage because you know they're stuck in the house together basically sure yeah so she said during the time they were separated they always stayed a family unit and continued to do things with the kids and everything and together as a family but she said now it's it's great because we take care of ourselves. We have independence, mm-hmm. but also things that we love together. She said it was really, really important. Yeah, that's uh, an great. important time. So she said we're happy. We're really happy, and we respect um, for the ways we're similar and the ways we're different. So I, good for them. That makes that's me so awesome. happy. Yeah, we love we love those stories. We love, we love, love. It. when there's a story of reconciliation and a um, a marriage that you think is on the brink. You think is past the point of no return. And then you hear that it has returned and that it came back. And they did the work. And they They did did the the work. work. Uh, To borrow a phrase, it's like beauty from ashes. It's like this cool, redemptive story that plays out. So, yay, we celebrate that. That's great. All right, we got to go now. Uh, What do we do next here? Um, I don't know. Let's get to this. Go ahead. What do you got? No, what do you got? I was going to say, you're dealing with some... uh, Memory stuff. We've been talking about childhood memories and memories from our past recently. And Donna remembers something like a very specific phrase, yeah, from the distant past. And we wondered if you did. Do you have anything strange that stands out in your memory from your childhood? Like a one-off could be like a little yeah. five-second memory, something like that. Like something you still have memorized, yeah, from uh, any time in your life that you're like, why do I still know that? Yeah, uh, yeah. you can give us a call six five one six four one one zero seven one. We're late for break, so we gotta go. Bye. Bye. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk one of seven one. Where talk is fun. Woo. Um, do you remember something like from your past that you're like, why do I remember this? Like something you had memorized? Like I have a poem memorized that I gave to my mother when I was maybe nine. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if Mike goes back that far. Yeah, let's let's hear what you have here. This is a this is a poem that you wrote to your mother. I didn't write it. It okay. was a poem that was written, and I gave it to her for Mother's Day. Oh, okay. That's nice. I think it goes like this. All right. Of all the mothers in the world, the one I like the best seems just a little different to me from all the rest. I like this mother's Sweet. special smile. I like the way she walks. Oh. And even when she's sort of cross, I like the way she talks. <laughs> now, Jenny's mother's really nice, and Bobby's is just fine. But still, I like my favorite best because, you see, she's mine. 
Why do oh. I remember that? Wow, that's sweet, too. Right? That's a really sweet Aww. one to hear. And she had it in a frame. Like, she framed it. Oh, yeah, I oh, bet she did. Super sweet. Anyway. You know, um, I was... You've heard of Instagram. I think so. Yeah, social media thing or something. So there was a reel the other day that hit home for me. And, you know, I'm like... I can get, yeah. me- I can get messed like up on You like being daddy. Yes, I do. And I can get messed up on a parenting video. So I have a seven-year-old right now who... Um, she's light enough, but she she's recently hit this phase again of asking for me to pick her up and she wants to do like this back bend where like I hold her and then she calls it a belly stretch where then uh, she's like wrapped around me and then I have my arms around her waist and then she just folds her back you know and now she's like fully extended like she's hanging down off uh, monkey bars and then she pulls herself back up but anyway sometimes she's just like dad up and I was like you're busy sometimes you're like honey I'm sorry I can't so then I watched this Instagram video and it was this little girl was like daddy can you carry me up to bed carry me up the stairs and then he turns and then they the the phrasing is there's this voiceover and it talks about having little kids and it says um, <laughs> maybe I should stop um, it's but it says it's happening in real time no I'm gonna fight it off Ooh. but the thing that it talks about that all the times that your kids will ask you to pick them up and you don't realize that one time you will set them down and never pick them up again. And so it was essentially saying, and the cats in the cradle and the silver butterflies. (laughs) But how, you know, there will be a last time that they crawl up on your lap for you to read them a story. And you don't know when that is. You don't say, and tonight is the last time I'll do that. You're going to make me cry now. But they just sort of, some of these, these seasons, they dissolve away. And as an extremely wise, handsome, strong man once said, time Cannot be slowed, only, only savored. savored. That's all we can do. Just be in great. the moment. Can't slow it down because son of a bee, it is really moving fast. I have a twelve-year-old daughter who I'm just like, oh gosh, she's twelve. She's going to high school soon. I know, and I that just when we did this vacation, I always push for these vacations because I think it's such it's the the magic of a vacation, even if it's a three-day weekend or a week, whatever, mm-hmm. a road trip, yeah is there is certain magic in getting out of your house because then it breaks you out of the normal rhythm and the normal emotional behavioral patterns that you have established in that place. So while it's a great safety net, and I love home, I'm a homebody, it's really, I think, good to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you just interact with each other differently. Yeah. Go on a picnic sometime. Go to the lake and then go swimming and have a little barbecue in one of those little barbecue pit things. Not pit, you know, the things. The barbecue thing. It started stronger, and you could have just said it, and then <laughs> and you let sit it on ride. the picnic tables, and then you make hot dogs. Yeah. it's fun. We got a call. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right. It is Marianne. Mary? Hi, Marianne. Hi. How are Hi. you? I gotta turn it. Hold on. Okay. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, you do. Okay. Hey, now we Can have you. Hear you. Me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. Your voice sounds wonderful. Our question for you is: uh, We're talking about some memories that you have from childhood, things you just still remember. You're like, why do I remember that? Anything come out for you? Yes. Uh, when I was in junior high, I had grammar class, and we worked individually at our own pace. And one session, we had to recite the linking and helping verbs to the teacher before we could move on to the next session. And even though it was umpteen years ago, I got that stuck in my head forever. Uh, well, listen, since those are words that are ringing bells for us all right now, these linking and helping verbs, could you please recite what you recited to your teacher when you were a child? Sure. The linking verbs are is, are, was, were, be, am, been, seems, and becomes. And the helping verbs is, are, was, were, be, am, been, has, have, had, do, did, does, may, can, might, must, shall, will, should, would, could. Wow! wow Mary Ann, you get an A. Woo-hoo. Wow, extra time at recess today. Oh, my goodness. That is great. Funny how the memory works yeah. like that. Mary Ann, thank you so much. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Um, I also remember I was in a pl- I was I played Miss 1979 in a school play in seventh grade. Oh, yeah? And my opening line was, like, I just come onto the stage and I go, wow, what a big castle this is. I know I'm supposed to come here, but I don't know why. And then, like, Father Time shows up or something. Oh. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, what? why? Why does your brain remember certain things? Like, am I, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, humpback, humpback, ah. Thank you. I had this recurring nightmare when I was a kid that I always remembered. and oh, I had me to, too. It was up in the, uh, the Sunday school rooms in the top floor of St. Thomas Church. In Oakmont, Pennsylvania, which is where they just shot a little bit of that Tom Hanks movie, uh, oh, A Man uh, Called, Called Otto. Otto. I gotta watch that so I can see that. But um, yeah, I would be in there playing, having a good time, and then some zoo animals would show up, and suddenly it got scary. So, like, notably, I remember this tiger like prowling around in there. Yes. And then the the whole thing took on sort of an ominous feel from a very safe place and a warm memories. And then it got scary. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of the Tin Man. There was a, our dentist had like a big tin man outside of the exam room. Mm. And then below was um, a box of toys that you could pick after your appointment. But I always had nightmares about the tin man, like several times. He was in my basement. So I'd be afraid to go into the cellar because I thought the tin man was there. Uh, We got L on the L. Hi, Hi, L. L. Hi, how are you guys? Hey, we're we're doing great. So we got less than a minute. Tell us about your childhood memory that you continue to remember. I specifically remember all the words of Ode to Joy in German uh, from like third or fourth grade. It's the only German I know. Drum roll, please. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Freude schöne guter Funken, sagt er aus Elysium, Baby trades in Feuer trunken, himmlische dein Heiligtum, dein Zauber winden wieden, was die Modestring getaut, alle Menschen werden wieder, wo dann's auf der Flügel fährt. Wow! That's Wonderful! Amazing. Thanks for sharing I that. was almost certain we had to bleep her at one point, <laughs> but too. I think the word was... 
Parfait Nugent. Yeah, more or less. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. That was very fun. Uh, when we come back... We don't know what we're doing. DJ Rock Lobster is coming in with some kind of a game. It's either going to be the Millennial X Games or it is going to be Steve Gets Schooled in the 80s. None of us know. We'll all find out together when we return. You're listening to Donna and Steve, the experience on my talk. Oh, hey, guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant's Law Firm. Um, and something we might not think about enough, and that is this just happened to a friend of mine. Her mom slipped and fell on some ice, you know, but when you're out, um, Keep in mind that if you do fall and it's on somebody else's property and there's negligence involved because there wasn't a sign that said the ice is slippery or they didn't take care of it, um, that can be a problem, especially if you are injured. And if that is the case, obviously you want to seek medical attention, but then you might want to talk to a personal injury attorney because oftentimes you're looking at medical expenses you maybe you're not going to work so you're looking at lost wages you're looking at rehab costs and uh you you probably would want to have somebody on your side and that's where an attorney uh comes in you could call mike bryant of bradshaw and bryant he'll set up a free consultation for you it's uh so you got nothing to lose you'll find him at minnesotapersonalinjury.com Welcome back to the show. You don't it's know what you walked season. into, Rocco. Oh, Rocco. Well, I've gotten some emails. Huh? Are people suggesting uh, yeah. slow jams? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. Just me. Um, yeah, we've had no, a fun... And you, Zamboni. A, we've had a fun morning. Things got a little off the rails yeah. when we spoke about Shailene Woodley mm-hmm. and one and Aaron Rodgers. Preg- and then yeah. uh, pregnancy. Pregnancy, and pregnancy cravings. cravings. And then uh, fat football coaches. And that was where it really took cool. a turn. I love it when Slow Jam is, you know, kind of all buttoned up. Yeah. If you could do another one, because I'm taking most of next week off, but not Friday. So if I could just come home to like another Slow Jam, that'd be great. So Bumpy, we're try here to be, for you. Try to be stupid, um, you Noted. know, early and often. Can do so we've been flirting with the idea of killing Millennial X Games in favor of a new segment I thought would be fun called Let's Teach Steve the 80s. Yeah. But Donna gave me like a scowl yesterday. Oh, well, so. I know Steve likes the game. I do like the Millennial X Games. I also like the 80s. So we teased before you came in, Clumpy. Yes. We said, ain't nobody <laughs> know what's coming up next. <laughs> We're just going to all find out together. Yeah. Clumpy. Would you... <laughs> What'd you come in with, man? Um, I do have a Millennial X Games ready to go. Generation X versus Millennials. There you go. All right. So, yeah, this is where I quiz Steve, the Millennial, on 80s things and Gen X things, and Donna, the Gen X, are about Millennial We didn't get any colors on the line. Let's just do it without. Let's just do it without. Let's do it raw. Let's do it live. Rocco! We'll do it live! Uh, what a great clip. I love that clip. To go first. I, I do. do. Wait, it's that International Women's Day. Thank you. Oh you could go gosh. first. I want last ups. Steve okay, goes first. Here goes. Headlines. Headlines. Yes. It is International Women's Day. Uh, I think you'll find a theme running through all these questions, okay. including this one. She was born Agnes Gonje Boyajiu in what is now North Macedonia. In 1979, she won the Nobel Peace Prize for work 
undertaken in the struggle to overcome poverty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got this. Um, you should know this, Steve. By what name was Agnes Gonje Boyajiu known? Come on. No clues, Rocco. 1979. Okay. Poverty. Mm-hmm. Yes. I could be wrong, though, with what I'm thinking. I think I, I typed out the name phonetically, and I think I still butchered it. Yeah, it's it okay. didn't sound helpful. Hmm. Poverty. She'll forgive you. 1979. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You got it? I'm going to go with... Uh, Mother Teresa. Yes! Final. Donna, you yes! gave me a hint. That was nice of You're you. Welcome. What was the hint? I she said, just she'll forgive, she'll forgive you. you. That's good. She is also AKA a Saint, Saint Teresa of Calcutta. Yes. Uh, here's a clip of her uh, accepting that speech. I am grateful and I'm very happy to receive it in the name of the hungry, of the naked, of the homeless. Of the cripple, of the blind, of the lepers. I don't know if I've Wait, ever heard her speak. she wasn't accepting her sainthood. Yeah. No, that was you gotta ex- be dead. Sorry, accepting okay. the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, right. Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> wow. um, I don't think I've ever heard her speak either. Yeah, uh, you know who I think of when you know what I think of when I think of her is the like the praying hands. Yeah. You know the the man at the table. I think I know what you mean. You know the guy. She People had, have him hanging up in their kitchens. But why him? I don't know, because I only know of her being very elderly. I don't, I, I can't. Like you don't have a vision of her as a young woman. Right. Sure. Yeah, I get that. And then she famously had a, uh, had like a theologian who traveled and he saw her and said, uh, short version, uh, pray for me, please pray for me. And she was like, what do you want me to pray for? And he said, clarity. I need to understand like what's next. Where am I supposed to go? What am Aww. I supposed to do? And she said, no, I will not pray for clarity. She said, what you need is trust. I will pray that you learn to trust God instead of seeking all the answers. Wow. Oh, cool. Wow. I Don't just went know. down the rabbit hole yeah, you of did. that um, the painting. It turns out it's not even a painting. It is a photograph. <gasps> is that is, man? It is by Eric Enstrom, and it was taken at Bovie, Minnesota. What? Wait. It is Minnesota's state photograph. This is like yesterday when we ran an old Nair ad. And then somebody said that was shot at Jefferson High School here in right. Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were like, what? So it's the man with the beard and there's yeah. bread and like soup next to him. I love soup. I love soup. Oh, Eric Enstrom, get your prize. He uh, was from Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Well, he was born in Sweden. Died in fun. Grand Rapids. Oh, R.I.P. And that's our Minnesota State photograph. That's a photograph? How about it? Too soon to say it's a little blurry, but. <laughs> Could have used I'm just saying, filter. Yeah, I would have put that in portrait mode, but that's me. No, it's great. That's great. That's awesome. All right. Let's move on. We that's have to get questions to Super great, Donna. Go. All right. Not music. Oh, Damn. Wow. Uh, in the year 2000, we're celebrating uh, women, historical women. In the year 2000, her album, Come On Over, became the first album to top Billboard's top country albums chart country? for 50 weeks. Oh, this is Shania Twain. It is Shania Yeah! Oh. I almost thought you were going Melissa Etheridge. I thought you were going Christina Aguilera. Woo! We're killing it today. What would um, I love? I'm very happy. 
Oh, a mashup. <laughs> a Mother Teresa and Shania mashup? Yeah, I'm open to that. I can't really do the levels very well there, but yeah, that was oh, that. The oh, painting, good. by the way, picture. is called Grace. The mm-hmm. picture is called Grace. Photo. Oh, oh, beautiful. How oh, nice. All right, I'm spinning the wheel. Okay, spin the wheel. Movies. In Uh-oh. 1983, Barbara Streisand made her directorial film debut. Mm. It's the story of a Jewish girl in Poland who decides to dress and live like a boy so that she can receive a education in Talmudic law after her father dies. Hmm. Can you name that Streisand movie? Ay caramba. You're close. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What does that hint mean? Ay <laughs> caramba. Um, Dios mio. Oh goodness. I don't think that was a very good hint. Um, amusing. Jeez, Louise. Ten seconds. I, uh, I've got nothing. I pass. Donna. Yentl. Yentl. Mm. Sounded like this. Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you see me? Somewhere out there, Julia's cranking this up. Can you find me? I was thinking of Fiddler on the Roof. I thought of that, too. Yeah. Sunrise, sunset. What a voice. My goodness. Who is Julie? Julia. Oh, Julia. Julia Oh, does she love Yentl? She likes the Streisand. I like Yentl soup. (laughs) Oh, God. What? We're we're giving her grace today. It's International Women's Day. Okay. Here we Um, go. go. Big money. (laughs) Movies. Okay. Uh, in 2002, Salma Hayek earned her first Oscar nomination oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for Best Actress for her portrayal of the Mexican painter mm-hmm. Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. I would like you to spell Frida Kahlo. Love this. I am here for this. Mm-hmm. I like that she's using a pen and paper. That's okay. That's okay. I think the reason I asked it is because when I was typing it out, I got both the first and last name wrong. I would have gotten both of these incorrect. I'm not going to get this right, so I'll just give you my shot. Mm-hmm. F-R-E-I-D-A, mm-hmm. last name C-A-L-O. Okay, that's a double mess, too, Steve. That's pretty much what I, I looked it up. That's what I would have done. I would have okay. gone in that direction. It's Definitely a, a C. It's Frida without an E, so it's just F-R-I-D-A. Mm. And then Kahlo is K-A-H-L-O. So you guys started out one for one. Now mm. you guys have both slipped. So it goes into right. the third round here. Tie. Woo. It, it is a tie. Um, we're going to do it, Steve. Music. In 1987, the first woman was named to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She, I'll give you her first hit and her last hit. See if you can tell me who she is. Her first hit was 1967's I Never Loved a Man, parentheses, The Way I Love You. And her final top ten hit was I Knew You Were Waiting for Me. Can you name that first lady inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I had my guess before you said anything, and I think it's right, and I think it's Aretha Franklin. Mm, it is. Good call. I knew you were waiting. I'll yeah, go the other way. yeah, you sure did. <laughs> 
Oh, I never heard this song, I don't think, though. This is their first, first hit. What a Damn, listen to Golly. her. Yeah, girl. Want to know another interesting thing about Aretha? I, I went to write the question today saying, you know, Mo, the Motown artist Aretha, because I knew she spent a lot of time in Detroit. But she was not a Motown artist. She was on a different label. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Interesting. So there you oh, go. She's got that sound, though, you know? She Woo! was pretty good. I think okay. of Motown more as a, a genre of music, less as a label. Could be. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But there were, I mean, Motown records. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, because they had this a lot of the same producers and singers. They, they, they had a sound, you know? Yes, yes, for sure. Okay, Steve, it all comes down to this. Okay. Maybe you can tie it up. Oh, no, Donna. Donna. Headlines. Headlines, yeah. Oh, Donna. good luck, Donna. Okay. Uh, in 1999, athlete Brandy Chastain did something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What did she do? Um, well, she was a, a women's soccer player, and I had a crush she on her. took her shirt off. She ripped her shirt off. Yeah. And had, like, her sports bra on underneath, I believe. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Was it did? Olympics? I don't know. What did she do? Was it the... Uh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Was it the... Did she score a goal in a shootout yes. that secured the victory? Yes, in yeah. the World Cup. Uh, I could see why. She it yeah. sounded like this. Chastain will take it. She missed a penalty kick against China in the Algarve Cup, and they lost that game. Go! Okay, well, it comes down to this tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, Brandy Chastain scored a certain amount of goals mm. playing in the World Cups in various years. How many goals did she score in her World Cup career? Donna, considering we do Price is Right rules, I will give you the option. It's International Women's Day. Would you like to go first or second? I'm going to go first. I'll right. ju- I'm, it's going to be wrong, but who cares or whatever. I There's not a lot of scoring in soccer, right? Mm-hmm. It's a low-score game. So my guess, how many years can I ask? How many years she's played? I'll say I'll tell you this: she did play 192 games, but she also played defender and midfielder. If that changes your answer, oh man! Wow, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say she has scored. It's Rocco here for Crescent. Forty. Oh, sorry. Forty-one games. Uh, 41 score, uh, goals. goals. Okay. I'm going to actually go, oh, bro. I'm going to go, I'm going to go one. I really want to go more, but I'm just going to go one. Uh, it was 30, so Steve wins. No! Yes! Boo! Happy Women's Day! Did you like Yay. the way I talked it out, though? I feel like I'm kind of sharp today. I feel like we are <laughs> kind of out of time. When we come back, Nick Cannon is starting a show. No, this can't be real. This has got to be a fake story. We'll tell fake. you about it. That's the end of Rocco Clock. He'll stick around and talk with you. We'll be right back with Don and Steve. Rocco! Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know, I often tell you, check those Google reviews because, uh, you know, I talk about Crescent Tide because my mom's still around. Uh, she prepaid and preplanned for a simple cremation. But it's not just prepaying and preplanning. And I think when you go look at those Google reviews, you'll see that Crescent Tide does come through for people in that time when there's a death in the family. Uh, most people say the same thing. They were prompt, courteous, sympathetic. Their prices were very affordable. Uh, They looked after all the necessary steps, answered all my questions in a calm environment, immediately responsive. 
Um, they're good people over at Crescent Tide. It's a family-run business. It's Lisa and Verlin. If you uh, want to do what my mom did and go have a little sit-down and do a pre-plan, uh, you'll probably talk with Lisa. And it's a cool little office over here in St. Paul, kind of near 280 University. I support them because, A, my mom had a good experience, and, B, I see all those reviews, and I think that I'm saying the right things about these good people at Crescent Tide. It's the final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk, 107.1, where talk is fun. Am I right? So true, bruh. So true. I have a couple of, like, WTH moments, stories here that I would like to end the show with. Alrighty, and one involves Nick... Cannon. Yeah. So Nick Cannon, I guess, had a baby-related announcement, and it is so much stranger than you thought, and it involves Kevin Hart. They've got a game show coming. Here is the promo. Guys, you're on a game show right now. Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon are coming to E! for the mother of all game shows. Having my baby with Nick Cannon! You're going to get some contestants that want to have your baby. We're not kidding around. Eeny, meeny, money. Let's go! Who's Having My Baby with Nick Cannon, hosted by Kevin Hart, this spring, only on E! What in the holy hell is this? I mean, is this a, are we getting, we're getting pranked. I hope so. Don't we normally wait till April 1st for that? We're getting pranked. Nick Cannon's not doing a, a show. To pick out his, so, like, seventh baby mama. Kevin Hart had trolled him before, right? Mm-hmm. Last year. And uh, he put out a billboard giving away his phone number for fatherhood advice. <laughs> and sent him a vending machine full of condoms. So... Mm, I think it's like a roast kind of thing. Do you think so? I don't know. I'm just saying words. I got follow-up details if you'd like them. We Please. need yeah, Zamboni um, in the house. Uh, yeah, Variety had an article yesterday about this. It sounds like either later today or maybe even tomorrow, there's going to be an announcement about a new sketch-type comedy show okay. that could that is going to be uh, behind that Kevin Hart will be behind, okay. and this is going to be a part of that. Okay, got it. So that's okay. part of that's a it bit. Sounds like there's it's another announcement coming about <sighs> Kevin Hart's new project that will okay. involve, me, and okay. this is just a part of that. I accept oh, that. Yes. Now this story is real. Have you ever heard of having a a baby shower at a strip club? I, in my circle, <laughs> no. I mean, what the heck? So. I mean, I get it. You, they don't have to be boring. But what? Ireland Baldwin had a baby shower at a strip club called Jumbo's Clown Room. Her mother, Kim Basinger, was also there. So were Rumor Willis, uh, Sailor Brinkley Cook, and Ireland's cousin, Alea Baldwin, who just happens to be Haley Bieber's sister. Got that? Okay. Tracking? Uh, and she posted some pictures with, on Instagram. Baby's first strip club extravaganza. Are they already planning more? I don't know. This has got to be just like a party fake thing, right? Oh, my God. The cake says baby's first strip club. And the the doll on top of the cake 
is sitting on the floor with a toilet. This is all part of the cake. Mm. All right, it's zany. Yeah, there's there appear to be activities happening. Not not the typical um, <laughs> suburban baby shower, right? You know, in a church basement. Or, yeah, yeah. The craziest thing I am, have seen at a woman's baby shower is, um, and I think this should be, I think, outlawed federally. Oh, I think it's a game, right? When you're eating chocolate out of the diaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like what? That feels like something you'd put on Jackass, the movie. Right, you know? right. And then That's like, right. hey, and the, one of them isn't a Hershey bar, and then he dies of some sort of poisoning or <laughs> whatever. E. coli or yeah. whatever. Uh, it's but, funny. Anyway, wow. you do you, people. I just saw it, and I had to say something about it, and I saw something else this morning. What'd you see? Chef Brian came upstairs to show me something. Up here? Uh-huh. Oh! I know. Well, well let's talk. Soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no! So he's back from his camping trip, huh? He sure is. Jeff Deere, this is Brian. Hey! B-Dog! Hi! How was the camping trip? It was good. Good. Many stressful moments with the Littles? I mean, always, though, right? Yeah, always, yeah. You it's weren't just in a tax. tent, right? You were, like, in a camper. It's a camper cabin, so it's okay. heat, no running water. Yeah. Got it. But still, you throw kids into the mix, and everyone's limits will be tested at some point, and oh, that's yeah. okay. The, the little one doesn't really love the vault toilet, you know? Okay. Yeah, and that's understandable. <laughs> now, why don't you share with our listeners, Brian, uh, chili is the soup today. It's Wednesday. It's always chili. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but you uh, received something in the mail. What did you yeah, receive? Yeah, I got a package addressed to Chef Brian, and it mm-hmm. is a T-shirt with a moose on it that says soup in it. Moose soup! No doubt for moose soup after! Love it! Uh, oh, that is funny. amazing. We have such lovely listeners. That's great. This is just the I beginning. appreciate it. It's great. It's hanging up on my wall of um, right next to all the kid pictures and stuff. Oh, oh my God, great. I love it. This is the beginning of the swag train, man. Oh, Once sweet. it starts, it can't stop. Yeah. Um, Don't forget right. to report I'm that at board. the end of the year. Donna, don't get all. Don't start talking about taxes right after you receive something. We do have a question. We know today is chilly because it's always chilly on Wednesdays. So on Wednesdays, we like to find out what is the entree. Uh, we got euros today. Ooh. Ooh. Donna, can you spell it? Yes, G Y R O. Yes, Gyro. Now go for tzatziki. Oh, I don't want to yeah, play bye now. Yeah, your connection's <laughs> cutting out. Got to go. All right, bye. All right. Bye. Oh, tzatziki bye. is good. Uh, that's a T Z I A K I K I. Incorrect. Uh, uh, wait, wait. I want to try it. Okay, you try it. Tzatziki. T Z A H Z I K I. Incorrect. Son of a guy. All right, give what it to us. T Z A T Z I K I. Tatsiki. Wow. That's why they, people say Tatsiki. Yep. Oh. Yes. I would like some of that now. It is served in the <laughs> downstairs part of this building. I'll just get the building. sauce. All right. Mm. This was fun today, guys. Do you want to do it again tomorrow or what? Contractually, we are expected to. So oh. we'll be here from 9 to noon tomorrow. And then again on Friday, we've got Bradley and Don coming in next. Then Loji after that. Bye, Bye. now. Bye.